Hi humans, this podcast is for British literature and it is an overview of Beowulf and the content of this epic poem and Anglo-Saxon literature. Beowulf is to English literature what the Iliad and the Odyssey are to Greek literature and culture. What makes this so fascinating is that it's not a British narrative at all. Uh, The story is Scandinavian and comes from oral traditions in uh, Scandinavian countries. The author is not originally known, um, but it has been copied down by Anglo-Saxon scribes in either the 10th or the 11th centuries. Um, Some people in more recent years, like the 1500s, have signed their names to the original narrative, but they have not... Uh, done any of the writing on that text. It is from the 10th or 11th centuries, more likely the early 11th century based on uh, analysis of the handwriting, um, which makes that uh, makes the manuscript approximately a thousand years old. Uh, to me, that's so cool and so significant because where I come from, things are not a thousand years old. Uh, but in Europe, it might not seem like that big a deal. Uh, but I think it's super cool. Um, Beowulf is the longest epic poem in Old English. So if you think of the literature in Shakespeare, um, uh, Shakespeare's literature and the uh, language in Shakespeare, this is like the older version of that English. Yeah, so it's even more difficult to understand. Um, Luckily, we have several translations and adaptations that we can read to make it easier. Um, The poem has over 3,000 lines and uses alliteration instead of rhyme. For example, you will see a phrase that sounds like Grendel greedily gorged, which is that repeated G sound. So that is what gives the poem its rhythm and sound instead of a rhyme scheme. Um, Some characteristics of epic poetry for you. Epic poetry has a hero that is outstanding in some way. And this is a hero that um, matters in history or in legends. They're historically significant. So, for example, uh, the legend of King Arthur and the poetry that goes along with his story. Um, He is a historical um, character that is important for that time. Same thing with Beowulf. Um, The action in the story is made up of deeds that require great courage and bravery, and usually the kind of courage and bravery that um, is more than what a normal human being is capable of. So it is uh, extraordinary. Um, There are usually supernatural forces that are in play uh, during the story, whether it be uh, religious, um, so God, um, Jesus, that kind of thing, or um, more pagan gods. Um, they are usually there to um, protect something or to help the hero in some way. Common themes that you see in um, epic poetry are uh, very kinds of black and white themes. So good versus evil, light versus dark, heaven versus hell. Um, back in this time period, uh, there was less... Um, interest in kind of the gray area of those themes. It was very, it's one way or the other. It's good or it's bad.
Um, some characteristics of an epic hero. Um, the epic hero in Beowulf is Beowulf. That's, a, that's his name. Um, he is extraordinarily brave and courageous. Um, like I said before, um, to a, an extent that is more than human. Um, but your epic hero will also be very humble. So they will not brag or boast um, in their abilities, but they are there to serve uh, the people. Um, an epic hero embodies the values of a specific society or culture. So based on Beowulf, we can understand what it is that Scandinavian countries at this time valued in a person and valued in a hero. Um, and then your epic hero will often die a glorious, noble death. Uh, so a little bit of a spoiler for you. In Beowulf's case, uh, he defeats a dragon but is wounded in battle and then names uh, his successor, the next person to become king. And then that makes his death honorable in that he um, fought and won and then died to save everyone. Um, so the story of Beowulf is broken down into parts based on the battles that the hero has. So the first part, and the most famous part, is the battle with the monster Grendel. The second part is the battle with Grendel's revengeful mother. And then the third part is the battle with a dragon that is guarding a hoard of treasure. Um, so what you will be reading is uh, some pieces from this first part of the battle with Grendel. Like I said, since it is the most famous. Um, but if you are interested, feel free to give the rest of it a read. Okay? Um, so that is the background on uh, Beowulf and uh, Anglo-Saxon literature. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's a fun uh, hero story. Um, and yeah, that's it.